0: Dave Hodges here back in the well shall we say the guest segment of our show thanks for staying with us through the intro and I hope that you benefited from that information and I'll tell you what everything I could do uh, I had to sit on my emotions here to get that out to you calmly but we have a great great guest for you in this particular segment we're gonna be joined in just a moment by Ken Clark and he's uh, County Commissioner he's been an elector for the Electoral College and we're really going to pick his brain about procedures and election laws and his understanding of that because we're getting nothing but misinformation from the mainstream media, and I mean it's deliberate, and we'll get into that as well too. But before we join Ken, we've got to pay some bills, and I'm worried. I'm really, really worried about the food supply. I've written an article about it here recently. Um, We're eating this year's Harvest The food supply chain is in absolute chaos. The Obama administration, excuse me, there was a slip of the tongue, wasn't it? The Biden administration has uh, talked about being carbon neutral. And he's kind of dragging his feet on it, but Ocasio-Cortez is not. I'm warning you, I'm warning you, this is the final move toward centralization of the food supply. And I believe that's coming. And I believe it will happen in the first six months of this new administration if they're able to come to excuse me if they're able to come to power so the question is do you have enough storable food uh our resident expert bob griswold says you need two years uh dhs and fema says you need six months how many of you meet either one of those and if you don't let me tell you what we can do we've got the best durable food quality wise restaurant quality i've tasted it, it's great 25 year shelf life but right now they got four week special going on you get a four week special 100 dollars off so if you said dave i probably should get 40 weeks Well, then you can get 10 of those and you could save how much? There you go, do the math. A thousand, right, very good. You're not a product of uh, Common Core. And uh, this is really the best deal out there right now. It's the most inexpensive way to acquire good storable food. Go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. And very quickly here um, if you have food, you better have water. And on the fifth day of a crisis, the Naval War College says that uh, waterborne illnesses become the number one cause of death. Well, we've got the best water filtration out there. As the uh, you, You'll see it. If you just go to waterwithdave.com, you'll see all the documentation for the AlexaPro Pure Water Filter, and you'll say, wow, they really are good. This is not like a CBS poll, is it? No, 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 it's real research, real research. Control groups, experimental groups, and all that good stuff. So waterwithdave.com is where you go. They're offering 40% off as long as supplies last. So 40% off as long as supplies last, waterwithdave.com, the food is preparewithdave.com and i think we've got you started on the right steps here you need to take care of your preps because you don't know what's coming it's so unstable well ken has been a guest on my show before and uh has always enlightened us about uh, uh election laws and uh, and electoral college but we're in a new ball game right now we're in a ball game where i feel like we're um shall we say, uh, the rule of law doesn't apply; it's more like rules for radicals. So, Ken, welcome to the show. Am I being too cynical?
1: No, sir. I think you uh, hit it right on the nail on the head. There, it's a uh, we are in uh, we are in the midst of navigating troubled waters.
0: Oh, boy, I sure agree with that. Can um, tell everyone a little bit about your background in detail, so they know that we really have an expert on the air here.
1: Uh, I originally got involved in uh in politics back in nineteen eighty eight, uh, trying to affect change. I thought at that point, uh, by changing elected officials out you could actually have an impact and mm-hmm. and make a difference. And in some regards on the local level that's that's easier to do than on the state or federal level and uh been able to do that and in nineteen ninety nine I took office as county commissioner in Galveston County, Texas, and uh, have been working in politics since 1988, and uh, I served as an elector in 2000, and I was uh, elected as an elector in uh, 2016 as well.
0: Hmm. That's Well, that's pretty good, and, and so when you uh, are an elector, do they give you a do's and don'ts list, and is there um, a, an education period that goes with that as well?
1: Well, in the state of Texas, and every state is different how they select their electors, Um, but in Texas is a winner-take-all state, which means whichever presidential candidate wins the popular vote in the state, uh, those electors are selected. And the electors in Texas are elected at the state Republican convention uh, that in years past was normally in uh, June um, but with the whole COVID thing, it got, it got pushed this year, but people were elected by the congressional district to be an elector for that congressional district. And then when the, uh, Donald Trump won Texas, all those Republican electors will now be seated at the electoral college on December 14th of 2020, and they'll actually cast the the votes for uh, president. Uh, there is a provision that says you must follow that, but there's no mechanism really to punish anybody if they were to uh, not vote, you know, the way that it was prescribed when you were initially elected by the by the caucus in your congressional district.
0: So you could, if you were an elector now, you could technically vote for Biden, although your political career would probably be over.
1: That it that it would be, and in 2000. Uh, I had received a number of calls all times of the day trying to get people to convince me to switch my vote from uh, George W. Bush to, to Al Gore. And uh, they were relentless. They even were able to track me down in my hotel room the night before the Electoral College.
0: Well, well let me ask you this. Isn't that illegal? Isn't that undue pressure? Um,
1: I guess it could be, but you know, the the thing of it is, is that most of the electors who are elected are what you would consider stalwart, long-term activists for the party that they get elected from. So, sure. um, like you said earlier, it it would it would be an end of a political career if you you know if you go the opposite way.
0: Yeah, but you could. Let let's say you were a Democrat, for example, and you're you're in in pennsylvania and i don't know what their rules are there but just for the sake of argument you could flip um and you said well i found out the stuff about the laptop from hell and hunter biden and joe biden's part in it yeah. and i can't vote for someone like that i don't care i'm a democrat but i'm not doing it then then legally you could do that and so you would have um you wouldn't have a, a unanimous electoral college vote from a particular state am i interpreting that correctly
1: that that is correct. As a matter of fact, in um, in 2016, there was an individual from Texas who actually cast didn't cast their vote for Trump, but actually cast their vote for uh, uh, John Kasich, the uh, former governor of Ohio.
0: Hmm, okay. That's kinda of like when I'm looking at a local election and I don't like hear the candidates I write my own name in. Yes, I've done that.
1: There you go, there you there you go.
0: <laughs> Do you wanna hear a bizarre election story that's gonna make you cringe and probably make you lose respect for me? This is a true story. I'm fighting against John McCain and my community as he's trying to steal our property for his Canamex Highway without any compensation. And he already had committed um okay, what's it called? Um Uh, inverse condemnation and um and we couldn't get a lawyer to take the case that we'd get a lawyer and they go wow can you raise a hundred thousand dollars in your community yeah we can do that Uh, okay next day sorry our our partners want to be uh uh judges one day and if they go against McCain they know they won't be given what he is oh okay thank you so this guy from the libertarian party approaches me this is actually a true story I don't, and uh, maybe maybe i probably should tell it because this will be my reputation but ernie hancock um freedoms phoenix pretty well-known guy good friend of ron paul gives me a call and he's helping me with my case i mean he's helped publicize it get the word out so he's been a friend and he says dave i think i can get you the lawyer you've been looking for for the last seven years and I said, okay. Uh, and I said, what's the price, Ernie? And, and I'm thinking i got to open up my checkbook. And he says, well, you have to run for an office. I said, Ernie, I'm not a politician. I'm too blunt. He goes, you're not going to win. But we need a face for the Libertarian Party. You're going to have to switch. You're going to have to be a writing candidate. You have to make four public appearances. You don't even have to have a website if you don't want to. Because I looked at the salary and I said, oh, I can't afford to do that and and he said you're not gonna win Dave so um, I said well okay and I went through the things they asked me to do as a writing candidate here's the scary thing I won the mail-in ballot or the early absentee vote Um, they started reporting at the close of the polls I was ahead I'm calling Ernie what did you do to me he says don't worry you're not gonna win He's right. I lost. I think it was like 480,000 votes to 350,000. That was my one time I was in politics, and they wanted me to be the county superintendent of education. And I really kind of would have liked that because I wanted to knock a, you know, Common Core out of the park and get it out of here. And I hated.
1: Yeah, it. especially with your, especially with your background, you would have had a tremendous
0: impact there. Yeah, but you, you know what that paid? And this people are gonna get mad at me for saying this, but I had three sor- sources of income at the time. And my wife had uh, quit her job as uh, uh, head of McDonald's in Arizona so she could focus on being mom. And it was a decision we both agreed on. And I said, honey, that's okay. I'll go do this and I'll go do that and I'll bring in the money. And, yeah, I think it's important that you're here. And and we made that choice. And then here comes this. And I'm thinking, oh, gosh, I can't work for half of what I'm making. (laughs) Otherwise, I might have gone out and campaigned. And, you know what, I kind of think I would have won. I was stunned I got that many votes. But anyway, I bet you didn't know that about me, did you? I did not. No, I know. Now the nation's going, oh, I thought Dave Hodges was an honest guy. Well, I am, because even Ernie said, Dave, you really helped us. Thank you for stepping up. Well, a week after the election, I get a call from the Goldwater Institute. They say, we understand you need a lawyer to fight against some bullies. I said, oh, do we ever. Well, we're not going to bow to the pressure of John McCain, and we won our battle. They didn't even go to court with us. We we started to file. And they said we can settle this. So that's that's my that's my John McCain, Dave Hodges political story. But uh, pretty interesting. I get approached a lot though to run, and Ken, I'm the wrong guy. You're the right guy. I mean, you're nice. You could talk to a lot of people. I get it on an issue. I can't. If I if I know I'm right, and someone's dead wrong, I won't compromise. I'm bad politician. I hear
1: you. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't do that either.
0: Yeah, I bet you don't. But I tell you. It makes it kind of lonely, doesn't it? Because people will run from you if you don't compromise a lot of times.
1: You are correct.
0: Well, tell me, let me digress for a second before we go into Electoral College because I got a lot of questions there, but I wanted to ask you this. In your role as county commissioner, tell me about mask mandates and what your experience has been. I I don't want to bypass this opportunity to ask a real county commissioner. (laughs) We,
1: uh, you know, the uh, the governor had uh, passed a mask mandate, and uh, the county judge in the in the Texas system is the as uh, the emergency management director for the county. And in the in the early phases, um, it was politically incorrect necessarily not to follow those those mandates. But sure. as time progressed, and uh, you know when they in the end of January they, you know, Fauci himself told us that uh, masks were ineffective. Uh, it's like, you know, trying to keep mosquitoes out of your yard using a cyclone fence. It's just not going to happen. So, um, we, we, we pushed back. Um, our DA basically said that it was not enforceable to uh, require people to wear masks, so he wasn't going to be uh, prosecuting um, people who weren't wearing masks, so um, we ended up keeping the county open, uh, which generated us some significant revenue because everybody else in, the, in various parts of the state were closed down, and we were attracting people for marriage licenses from all over the state, and uh, we also have pa- we also do passports in Galveston County, so that that helped our business there as well and uh, i don't know if you noticed this but earlier this week governor abbott uh came on tv when everybody was instituting their mass band and talking about shutdowns he came on tv and stated that that texas would not be shutting down and i think that that happened because a number of people had protested the governor's mansion in the last couple of months and he saw that uh, the handwriting on the wall that the mask and the lockdown and the shutdown weren't working for Texans and he finally heeded that message
0: yeah did did he does he have a conflict of interest with Big Pharma Uh,
1: some would would say that I don't have any independent confirmation of that okay Um,
0: I, I had to ask because I've had a number of people tell me but I haven't been able to pin it down I've reported what people have said and I was always a really big admirer of Governor Abbott, always. I loved the guy until he did yeah. this, until he did the mask mandate. I mean, it says right on the masks themselves does not prevent the spread of virus. Then why are we wearing them? Right. And then Fauci comes out and says, well, even after the uh, vaccine, we're going to have to socially distance and we're going to have to wear masks. And then why are we taking a vaccine? Right. I mean, one or that's, the other. That's, Which total, is that's totally unsafe. And, uh, oh yeah, well, 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 listen to this, and this is something that, and I'm going to take up with the county, I know two county commissioners here in um, the Maricopa County pretty well. One of them used to be one of my best students ever, and I knew the family, knew the mom, knew the dad, so I think I'm going to get somewhere, and, and uh, he's a reasonable, fair person. He's a good person, and, uh, and and here in Maricopa County, they have, they've issued now the mask mandate, and I, I, I can't believe it, so... I I go into the gym yesterday, and, and our, the owner of the gym comes up and says, Dave, you got to wear a mask. I got busted last night because I'm not enforcing the mask order, and they threatened to shut me down. And I said, it's illegal. I said, the courts are holding across the country that you have to have this be a legislative action. A governor can't make a legislative mandate like this. They can call it emergency all they want. It's not an emergency when you're in the eighth month and and uh he says i know he says that's what my lawyer says too and uh they have a judge that belongs to the gym and she has said the same thing What what's the story on that in your area i mean it, is that your understanding too that a mass mandate would have to come from legislature that the governors just can't make up their own rules like this
1: that is correct and through this whole process the uh the legislative branch in Texas is going to take a serious look at the emergency powers of the governor in in this sort of crisis. So I think you're going to see some curtailment of uh, how long an emergency can last and some of the other emergency powers that the governor has had. They They may be modified or curtailed uh, in this next legislative session, which starts on uh, you know on January 12th and goes right. through the end of May.
0: Yeah, we've got a real fireball activist here in our legislator named Kelly Townsend. I love her. She's all over the voter fraud issue, and, and she's bringing to the table in January, hey, we're going to make up the rules here, not the governor. And our governor, I don't right. know if you know this or not, but our governor is on the board of TGen, which is tied to Bill Gates' vaccine industry and Sonora Quest Laboratories testing. So, you know, one stroke of his pen moves billions of dollars. Talk about conflict of interest. And then he's, no paying, doubt. he's paying what's called care money to the various counties to keep the counties locked down. And it was admitted right, they to.
1: Use that, that you, you have to use that money for a uh, for a COVID for a COVID pers- uh, purpose. And if you don't use it for a COVID purpose, that money can be clawed back.
0: Uh, that's what was brought out at the mojave county uh, uh, board of director commission board of commissioner directors meeting they said it they, they actually debated among themselves in open session so it's on tape it's not like gee, somebody told somebody that told somebody it's on tape do we have to give the money back to the governor that's what the county attorney asked and they started debating it and then you know we found out yeah. they pay, they paid money to the sheriff now tell me how can the sheriff possibly be involved in COVID? Talk about a bribe. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's going on all over. And, and, and so let me ask you, I'll take you to one more level before we go to the Electoral College. Um, Biden has said there's going to be a federal mask mandate. I think he's exceeding the Constitution on this with regard to delegated uh, powers and enumerated powers and so forth. What do you think?
1: I think there's no there's no pandemic or pandemics uh Exception to the Constitution
0: <laughs> okay I, I love I've used that phrase <laughs> thank you um, I, I told totally you know agree. I
1: guess the other the other the other thing I'd like to state for uh, everybody to, to to ponder is you know my freedoms don't end where your fears begin,
0: yeah exactly I so agree with that I, I really do and um you know and, and have you found too that these county health boards are the problem um Enforcement.
1: Yeah, because what it has done is it's given them their, you know, their 15 minutes in the spotlight, and uh, you know they're 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 sticking to the deep state narrative.
0: Well, I think this is what needs to happen, and, and this is my 1776. Actually, a little later. How about, how about some Boston Tea Party action here, but uh, not take action against them personally, financially but find out where these people who go around and harass these businesses and they're inconsistent in their enforcement, depending on who you are. Walmart, you can do any damn thing you want, but if you own a gym, they're going to crack down on you in ways they don't in Walmart. And, and I think that we need to uh, know, know who these officials are, find out who they are and start protesting in front of their houses up until 10 PM. Is that too Yeah, That
1: would would definitely, that that would know, that would definitely grab their attention and, You know, I think that'd be a good outlet for for people who have had enough of of this foolishness and we need to get back to, uh, you know, the America that we once knew.
0: Okay, very good. Okay, let's go to some Electoral College questions here. And if we have time, I got a couple more we can return to this, uh, like that, pandemic great phrase. But in the Electoral College process, I want to talk about the issue of certification. I, I Maybe I'm outraged without reason. I'm a rebel without a cause. Because uh, the Saturday after the election, they interrupted the most popular football game on TV. I wasn't watching it, but it was Clemson versus uh, Notre Dame, number one versus number three. And that was the only station they interrupted to come on on the media says, yeah, but we've declared that uh, Biden and Harris are the president and vice president elect. And they did it, and where they'd get the biggest audience was that football game. And I was furious, and not because of the football game. I didn't find out about it until an hour later. And I'm watching this inaugural ball go on on TV five days after the election, and I'm saying, wait a minute, this is not president-elect, this is media-elect. Do you agree with that phrase, and can you get, shed a yes, little more so light on I, this?
1: I, 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 I i would i would agree with that who who anointed the uh the media to decide who the president's going to be
0: i know i i just was just beside myself on this point so tell me about certification how does this work
1: well basically the way certification works is in, in texas uh which i'm familiar with is that you know the uh the democrats and the republicans each elect their their electors at their at their state convention or use their their, their what their rules say in their bylaws for the party, and when the secretary of state's office certifies a winner, those electors are then, uh, you know, brought in and not brought in, but you know, are are used and they they're they're certified, and you go through a, the process on the. In Texas on the process on the floor of the Texas Senate uh, where the where the voting actually takes place and there's a there's a certification process
0: Mm mm-hmm okay and that's on December 14th correct
1: that is correct
0: okay now uh, this is the big question I have Um, I watched Giuliani's press conference and I thought, given the fact he was in an obvious hostile environment, I thought he did a pretty good job. It's not his job to make the legal case in front of the media. He was giving a status report, and they just ripped him because he said, You don't have any evidence. Well, it's not on trial there, idiot. And that's what yeah. I would say to Jonathan Turley, personally. You yeah. know, Idiot, it's not on trial on the media. And then Tucker Carlson says, and Sidney Pell didn't give us the information we requested. She's not obligated to. They're going to court. You don't give your well, case I, out in the media. But, okay, having said that, um, what really concerns me is this. There are a multitude of lawsuits that have been pa- uh, uh, placed into play, and there are many more that are coming, and Sidney Powell indicated that this morning. Uh, what happens to certification when you have all these lawsuits questioning the legitimacy of an election? Can you speak to that?
1: Yeah, I'd, just, um, I'd have to really scratch my head on that one because... On these these states that are in question, uh, you know, the media has called the election for Biden. But um, you know, until those that those cases are resolved, how can you seat an electoral college for those states until those legal issues are
0: addressed? But they appear to be hell bent on doing so.
1: That 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 is, that is correct. And the thing of it is, is that. You know as you stated earlier uh you know what's the evidence the evidence is going to come out in the courtroom why would why why would you show why would you show the other side your hand before you get to the card table
0: exactly well that's yeah that's my point uh, about being involved in a lawsuit you don't give out your case all giuliani and giuliani was right he said i got a few people here said you can use my name the rest are afraid for obvious reasons because of the doxing of families that has gone on and I thought he was perfectly on point with what he was doing. And, and I had no problem with him in the conference. It's kind of funny. All those people on stage, too, I don't know if you noticed this, but they were all showing signs of heat distress. Not just Giuliani, but all of them.
1: Yeah. I wonder
0: if they turned up the temperature on them. That was they my I They may have. I mean, I have mean physically, turn about, up the was, thermostat. Yeah. That's what I thought I was seeing.
1: Yeah, because they were, they were they were perspiring at a profuse rate.
0: Yeah, kind of reminds me of the old Boston Celtics. And then in the playoffs, that's what they did to teams that came in. They'd make their locker room about 95 degrees. And they got accused of that often. But this is not a basketball game. This is much more serious. This is presidential right. election stuff. Okay, so you've got court cases proceeding. Shouldn't that put a stop uh, uh, on the certification process?
1: i would i would i would think so because how can you if you've got a pending lawsuit in your state how can you proceed with uh, certification of the college until those uh, th- those issues have been addressed
0: but but wisconsin pennsylvania michigan georgia they look like they're going to proceed to heck with you we're going to certify anyway we don't care what your court cases say
1: and i think that's that that's why it's important that the uh that the, that the Trump campaign keep the cards close to the vest. So uh, when they go to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court uh, is gonna be the, the final arbitrator of this issue, I would think, um, because it appears that the, uh, some of the, the state Supreme Courts and, and lower appellate courts seem to be playing uh, footloose and fancy free with the way they interpret their own state laws.
0: Well, they're ignoring their own state laws. That's my point. Yeah, because if your if your policy, like in Pennsylvania, is nothing after eight p.m. on election night, okay, and they're saying, well, we're not going to really look at that, but wait a minute, that's the basis of the lawsuit. Are you following your law or are you not? And if you're not, then you're or, subject or, to appeal.
1: Or or, or or trying to separate our poll watchers and you know put them so far away they can't observe the process. I
0: mean, yeah.
1: there are laws built into the election process to ensure a fair election. And if we don't, if the American people don't feel that we've had a fair election, how can we trust anything moving forward, elections or any other processes or laws moving forward in this country? I mean, we'll be like a, I mean, we'll be a true banana republic and everybody will know it.
0: Well, we are a true banana republic right now. Um, You know, I conducted my own exit polls I'd drive down the street. I would view the com- the rallies that were taking place on TV and Trump, tens of thousands. Biden, thousands. Or, te- excuse me, tens, not thousands. I don't right. think you ever got a thousand people to a rally. I saw Obama bullhorning five people. Here in Phoenix, we had a rally for Biden and they showed up with a local Fox crew. There's nobody here. Well, wait a minute. There's yeah. someone here from the Biden campaign and they said, well, we thought everyone knew the time. There was no one there. Yeah, I mean, and, you know,
1: the thing about this election that staggers me is, so you're going to sit here and tell me, Dave, that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were, was more popular than Barack, Ob- uh, Barack Obama
0: um, as far
1: uh, as, as votes?
0: Well, it's an endorsement of campaigning from your basement, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, it just, uh, you I mean, know, if you have more votes than Obama, that's just staggering.
0: I mean, well, here's to me, well, I should probably tell you this. I wrote an article on this, and, and you may not know this about me, but, but you know, I've taught stat and research among the social sciences. And uh, I used to oversee for four and a half years people getting their dissertations, and I was their research consultant. I wasn't on their, net, their dissertation team, but I was on. I was a consultant. And uh, I know the process. I've written two stat courses at the university level. And and so that qualifies me to do what I did. Um, one of my relatives called me at 12 uh, a.m. on election night and said they've stopped counting. You need to document where things are at right now. Get it on your website in the swing state. So I did. So I took Georgia, North Carolina, Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, and I'm blanking on the fifth. Um, Anyway, I took those five, and I put down what the figures were listed. This much of the vote is in, um, and this many voted for Biden, this many voted for Trump, and I took the difference, and you could project what Biden would have to get to win that state based on those, that existing variable. So if your data was correct from the mainstream media, then I could tell you pretty closely to what Biden had to get so I stuck to percentages because that gives you a little more leeway in being accurate rather than down to the individual vote and and the lowest number of those swing states that Biden could have got to still win the election based on the existing reports was in North Carolina was 63 percent in Wisconsin it was 75 percent is the highest but it wasn't uh, Biden never got 75 percent in Wisconsin he got a hundred and eleven percent of the projected remaining vote hundred eleven percent with a hundred and one percent of the voters reporting
1: I mean it just it just staggering the way they've been playing this election I mean you got Marinette County in Michigan uh, you know over 15,000 votes cast and not a one of them went for Trump
0: well yeah, how about the hundred and thirty-eight thousand that came into Pennsylvania and not one was for Trump. That's a statistical impossibility. It is. And they just, oh well. So let me ask you this: Your understanding uh, of of process, uh, what it takes to overturn an election, and and here's what I mean by this: You're showing in Detroit where these people were basically put into cages. The windows were blocked out by pizza boxes and the police were citing COVID reasons that you can't go in there, but other people were in there, so obviously COVID wasn't the reason. Um, what does it take in this process where, like in Pennsylvania, the vote flip was somewhere around almost 900,000? and went you know from, what, 800,000 for Trump to we're approaching, what, 90,000 now for Biden. And how does that happen when you're blocking poll watchers, and what's the level uh, needed? to overturn an election and say this is null and void.
1: I think you're going to have I think that the Trump campaign's going to have to have overwhelming evidence where they document through transaction logs um you know just how this how this process unfolded and uh, anybody who's got a reasonable mind who looks at this will concur that this is a problem in you know, I think the only body that can that can change that will be the you know the SCOTUS, the Supreme Court of the United States.
0: Yeah, and then here's where we're going to get outside both of our expertise. Uh, we know that uh, one of the so-called conservatives will flip um, the Chief Justice, but I'm also concerned about um, Kavanaugh. I, I, did you know that Kavanaugh was one of the architects of Patriot Act one and two?
1: Uh, I believe I did hear hear uh, yeah rumblings of that back when he was going through the nomination process.
0: That makes him deep state.
1: It does. And you know, uh, Roberts was the deciding vote in the uh, in the Obamacare uh, tax. Yes. Uh, so it's no surprise there.
0: See, my fear is that Trump would lose five to four, but here's also another question I have. The final arbitrator, I would agree with you, What you already said, would appear to be the Supreme Court, but I also understand that on January 20th, if nothing uh, has been fully decided, that it goes to the House and each state gets one vote.
1: That's my understanding as well.
0: So which one takes precedence?
1: Well, when you look at the, if you you look at the makeup of the state legislatures, um, I've seen analysis that 36 of the state legislative bodies are, are Republicans. So that would give, you know, Trump a, a clear advantage going through that
0: process. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay, but what if people argue, okay, it's not the House, it's the Supreme Court, or it's not the Supreme Court, it's the House?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure how that's going to be vetted see, out. See, because there you you're go. Gonna have the, you're going to have the media foaming at the mouth. To get their way and um you know you very well could have riots spark back up because the democrats will use those riots to to show you know the the outrage of the american people um
0: i don't but, think they're um, going to be the know, only I, ones rioting though ken
1: i agree i agree you know the thing of it is is they talk about i talked about rebuilding the blue wall well the red wall is pretty formidable if it were to cage.
0: Yeah, the blue wall, they have no compunction to loot, murder, rape, burn. They, they show no compunction. They have no restraint whatsoever, and their politicians are fine with them doing it. It's quite obvious that's the case. The right uh, in the here, and kind of funny how we use the word right, but uh, the, the conservative people are rule of law people. But I, right. think, I think there's a practical d- division coming now. I've never seen a, a country protest a presidential election like we did last weekend. Never. Right. And I think...
1: I mean, I think you could get 700,000 people in Washington to support the president and his actions is uh, is pretty telling, the division that's in this country.
0: I know. And then the instances of voter fraud. Um, what I don't know, and I've had this discussion with many, I just don't know the temperature of America right now it's not to the boiling point of we're going to be in the streets and there's going to be insurrection but i think it's approaching that i mean how, how do you see it
1: well i think once the the evidence is is uh, is presented to the supreme court and i'm not i've not looked at the evidence i've seen articles on the potential evidence but once they look at the transaction logs from the dominion voting machines and you know they chase all those those rabbits down and who's connected with that and and what happened and explain all that uh it could it could have an impact because if you if it's if it's too clear and obvious um it could create some real problems for the deep state um you know because if the american people were to rise up and uh, do what we probably should have done decades ago uh, you know the deep state could be in real trouble, but you know, in all fairness, I'm not I'm not convinced the American people have the fortitude to do what it takes to uh, to make this happen. But we'll we'll find out as we move forward.
0: Yeah, I, I I'm right there with you. Um, I would have said a week ago you would never have seen Washington D.C. until it happened. So the right is moving in that direction, but they haven't arrived there yet. And I agree. And 70-80 million people could be unmanageable uh, Yeah, I wrote an article on this it was called From the Deplorables to the Unmanageables and I said this is pretty much where the deplorables have ended up and uh, I don't know I- I'm beginning to hear talk and I'm actually engaging in those talks that we don't cooperate with anything this administration does and I'm talking about Biden because he truly wasn't elected and he's not constitutional, and he won't follow the Constitution. In fact, he actually should be in jail for treason. So uh, that's, that's one thing I've, I feel is that it's just kind of a stay and quit, we're not following your rules kind of thing. Um, this is why, you know, I, I just feel like we need to call on individual electors around the country that can change their votes to vote for who they want because they care more about the country than they do biden do you think we'll see any of that at all if this comes to a certification vote soon
1: yeah i i, I would i just i'm not sure if the uh, if the democrat electors would switch uh, because these are the same people who think we should be providing health care to illegals yeah and that uh you know you're familiar with their agenda i mean I can't believe the, some of the American people have bought this line, hook, line, and sinker. I just—it's just tragic.
0: Well, I know I, I'm talking to conservatives right now, and the, the psyop of the mainstream media that Biden is the president elect. I mean, he's even the president. I've got my cabinet. I'm negotiating with foreign leaders in violation of the Logan Act because he's a private citizen now, and and people right. think people think the election's actually over, and uh, in and people, fact, you know, he, go ahead.
1: You know people are getting more down by the uh by the by the mainstream media i mean it just you know even even republicans i mean it's it's an it's a never ending onslaught of programming that's why they call it programming because they're programming these people and unfortunately um uh, people aren't aren't doing enough of their own research and in trying to understand what's going on here. And they're, and they're believing the, the mainstream media, which is tragic.
0: Well, Ken, I'm going to say something that sounds horribly arrogant. But I don't think half the country's capable of doing research. And I think there's probably another quarter of the country that's too lazy to do the research.
1: Right. Uh, that's because they got, uh, they got NFL football on every Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. Let's put yeah. everybody to sleep.
0: Is, do you think the ignorance is anywhere approaching a mass level, like I'm indicating? Maybe my numbers are wrong, but the concept is right. What do you think?
1: Well, I think I think there is a segment of the population that is awakening and that's W A. Uh, and then we're gonna have to we're gonna have to deal with the people who are woke. That's the W O people. That's the the Twitter mob. Uh, you know, they're 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 willing to be aggressive. And the right, the right hasn't been willing to do that. And uh, that's because, as you said earlier, we're law abiding citizens and we don't think violence solves anything. Yeah, uh, but that doesn't stop the left.
0: On two levels, I would say this one. I'm holding on to information, but I'm not alone. So the uh, people that think they could Breitbart me think again. Um, but i'm holding on to information that i'm sure some people know i have and it's devastating towards biden and what's coming um we're time releasing it because people couldn't accept it all at once because of their right. cognitive dissonance but on the other hand there's stuff that's out there right now if people just pay attention to the uh, progressive wing of the democratic party they're not going people aren't gonna have money they're not gonna be able to keep their homes uh, there's going to be massive food shortages. The government could weaponize that to their advantage if they chose to. Uh, I could go on and on, but you get the idea. There's enough out there in public right now, Ken, that should scare the hell out of everybody and cause them to be in the streets and resist this takeover.
1: I agree. I agree. I mean, it just—I mean—you've done a good analysis on the food banks and the food shortage. I mean, your 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 piece on uh, Nancy Pelosi remaining the Speaker of the House the way you laid that out was succinct and and, and made a lot of sense I mean uh, who knows where the left's going to go
0: see Pelosi's not dangerous Uh, because we know what a nut she is someone else gets in there and they're more progressive Katie bar the door because he they can determine what committees get what kind of bills to pass and it all comes down to Georgia doesn't it
1: yep it sure does and uh so uh, everybody in this country needs to pay attention to that and make sure they call everybody they know in Georgia. And if you got folks who have the ability that can go help and volunteer, uh, that that could be uh, that could be very important.
0: Yeah, it, I I totally agree with you. But gosh Almighty, it's it, I found this out about Georgia, and, and this was crazy. You can move to Georgia the day before the election and vote. And you could leave the day after the election and your vote still counts.
1: That's wrong. That's wrong. But that's what they'll do. They'll bust them in from neighboring states.
0: You Can even if they voted a 47 before.
1: passenger bus in a long time.
0: Yeah, well, okay, Ken, here, here's here's the deal. This is what concerns me. If they voted in Tennessee and they're bused into Georgia and they get they vote twice, they've now committed a felony but to catch that would take time and it's time right. that i don't think the trump people are going to be granted in court
1: because once once the once the hand is raised and the oath is taken uh, it's over it's over you can't uh, you can't reverse that
0: so trump uh, has a would you agree trump's drop dead date then is december 13th
1: uh, I don't. I'm not familiar with all the individual state laws, so I'm not sure I could give a good opinion on on that. But uh, you know, when you look at it from the surface, that that sounds like a, a a reasonable a reasonable look. But you know, if some of the states don't cast their electoral votes, um, I mean, what is that what does that do to the required 270 number? So. Um I just don't know how that would work in in the court of law, and that's all gonna be have to be vetted so hopefully the Trump campaign has got this all you know time lined out, and you know they're they're executing uh their 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 plan as as best they can,
0: okay, so you've got a question now, and it kind of i already brought this up before, but um I used to teach American history. It was a young high school teacher. And I know that in 1820 and 1824, the House of Representatives decided the presidential election. In 2000, it was the Supreme Court. How is it determined who gets the final say? And I can't find that out. Where could we go to look? Do you have any idea?
1: Uh, I have no idea. I would just assume that the Supreme Court would be the final arbitrator on any legal dispute.
0: Okay, and I agree with you except we already had the Supreme Court in play in 1820 and 1824. They were already judicial review had already been established. So what what I'm wondering here is, you know, if Trump says I don't like the Supreme Court, we're taking this to the House and there's precedent because uh, it's happened twice before. So do you see my confusion?
1: Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know what mechanism would trigger Trump to be able to take it to the House, or if, if the Supreme Court would have to kick it down to the House uh, mm-hmm. because they don't want the the Supreme Court tarnished with "quote unquote" deciding the election.
0: I see. Oh, so the Supreme Court could kick it to the House. Correct. Interesting. I'm going to have to research that angle for 1820 and 1824. Um, yeah. Interesting. I know that the judges who uh, decided the 2000 election came out and said they hated the job. It was the worst thing they'd ever done as a judge. Yeah. And,
1: um, Well, it tarnishes the reputation, could potentially tarnish the reputation of the Supreme Court because it's such a noble, noble body, and august body, and they don't want to be Trug down
0: into the mud I guess yeah that's wow That that's really I'm going to go do some research this afternoon um, see this is why I knew you would be good to bring on to talk about these things um, where do you see this going if you put Ken Clark's crystal ball on the table where do you see this going
1: well I think for the American people um The American people need their day in court because if we can't trust this election how can we trust any election moving forward Um, you know the election is going to be what the election is but with all the uh, you know voter fraud that appears to be out there that the American people need need answers and uh, it needs to be addressed
0: yeah Well, I I think there's going to be a delayed reaction, too. And so you live in Texas, so your opinion counts more than mine because you're closer to it. But you know that this administration of that Biden's putting together has declared war on uh, on oil and gas and so forth. And so is Texas likely to say, middle finger to you, administration, uh, we're going to do what we want to do. And, hey, come on and bring it on if you want to do something about it.
1: Well, I think, you know, uh, maybe that would require, would allow some of the legislatures at the state level to say, hey, uh, you know, we're going to abide by the Tenth Amendment. We didn't cede this authority over to the federal government. We're going to take our authority back on this that you may perceive that we gave to you, and we're taking it back, and, and maybe that will, uh, will will get some movement either one way or the other.
0: Okay. So, Ken, let's go down this road. So now the Democrats do what we know they're gonna do because they would never address it in the campaign. They stack the Supreme Court where they have the advantage. Um, how do you read the tea leaves of Texas? Are they gonna be moved? I don't, I, don't,
1: I, 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 don't, I don't think the, um, you know, I hope the American people wouldn't put up with that because basically what you're doing is at that point, you're combining basically all three branches of the government.
0: Yeah, I agree. I
1: mean, if you've got, if you, I mean, if you've got a Supreme Court that's packed, uh, why, why have a court? Just do what, you're, just do what you're gonna do, and stop the window dressing, and just you know, keep your boot on our neck, and.
0: Uh, you right on the money. I agree. Yeah. I th- this is a good place to end because this is where I think it's going to end up. Where individual states are going to go, screw you. You can pass anything you want. You can have any illegitimate Supreme Court ruling now with a stack court. You want? We're not doing what you say. I see it coming to that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I hear you there. It's uh, especially like it's not going to be pretty how this how this uh, uh, finishes out.
0: No, it's not. And I think we're talking about the inevitable here, but we'll leave that discussion for another time. Ken, you've been a terrific guest. I knew you'd be full of information on a lot of different fronts. And I want to thank you very much for coming on the Common Sense Show.
1: Thank you, Dave. I appreciate all your efforts to keep us informed.
0: Thanks, Ken. Talk to you soon.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.